What's up, everybody? This is episode 50. Nate, what's up? Uh, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> nope. You got your... Uh, you ain't got your cell cameras out yet, do you? I do not. I was going to ask you if you've been seeing anything on those. I am having difficulty updating the firmware. Uh, one of these days I will get it figured out. It is operator error. I can <laughs> promise you that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if I would have a smart person to work on it, I bet it would work. I'm not smart, but I remember talking about the computer. Now you should have brought them with you. I could have uh, worked on that. Correct. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, hopefully I'll get it done this weekend mm-hmm. somehow. Um, get them guys up sometime in the near future. Um, not having any exciting pictures uh, so far, mm-hmm. uh, any any big deer or anything. Uh, lots of up-and-comers, you know, there's a bunch of them. But uh, I have not been out. Um, still uh, still waiting on something. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I guess I'm still waiting on it. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I've only been one time, but... Uh... Got a couple decent pictures, finally, of a couple bucks that Amanda named for us. So mm-hmm. we've got Spencer and Ghost now. Spencer. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Ghost is because he's blurry-faced. I was just going to call him blurry-face, but Ghost. So we got <laughs> Ghost and Spencer. Okay. They're on the uh, hit list. Yep. On one of the farms, but both nighttime right now. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where they're bedding, it, and it may be far enough away where I can't really hunt them until the rut rolls around and gets yeah. them up on their feet. So. Yeah. But I did move one of the cell cameras I was telling you about um, to the south side of the woods that you've hunted before on that particular place. And I'm hoping, I put a little mock script there, I'm hoping I'll get more pictures because I hadn't got much in the woods there by the pond. Is that where you had the little blind there? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, right across from there, there's that opening between the woods and the fence row mm-hmm. where they run equipment through. Mm-hmm. I've seen good deer in the past. It's where I had the chance at that Big Ten last year that I didn't shoot at, mm-hmm. at 40. But I'm going to hopefully get more pictures there than I had in the woods because it was pretty dead in there right now. And usually it is. They did just get the corn out on both yep. sides uh, this week. So mm-hmm. that'll make a little bit of difference with them moving through the woods using that. Uh, usually it does. They don't start really using the middle of the woods until the crops are out. Mm-hmm. But they're still traveling the edges pretty hard, I think, too. So that particular location... Uh, those three edges kind of come together, two sides of the woods, and then that fence row. Mm-hmm. And boy, before the corn was out, they had the dirt loose from where they were traveling that edge between the fence row and the standing Man. corn. Yeah. yeah. How's, how's the bridge to get back there? It's still pretty sketchy. No, they fixed it. Did they? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good yeah, now. Yeah. The road's better again, too. It was pretty washed out at the time, but or at one time. Um, but no, I know... You did have one buck, though, and I talked a little bit about him last week without you here. Similar to Fatty from last year. Yeah. You're, I know you're pretty excited about seeing him. Man, <clears throat> there's some real bad genetics. Uh, uh, just small, racked, uh, huge-bodied eight-pointers, you know, um, and they're all mean. They intend <laughs> to run all the other deer off. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, I had a, had a buck last year. I called him fatty. Honestly think that he could have been close to 300 pounds live weight. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I think he had a shot at it. Um, you know, before he ever got ran down any, the neighbors did find him dead the first week of November. I don't know what happened to him. It's great. They don't really <laughs> care either. Do you? Nope. Um, like I absolutely, he's not the deer that I wanted to shoot. I would have been tickled to shoot him, though, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, I had three other bucks that were much nicer racked than him. But if he walked by, it was absolutely going to be him that I was going to shoot at. Um, Because he was a bully, you know, he really was. Uh, He would come out in the food plot last year, and he'd just run all the other deer off about an hour after dark. He'd run them all off, and he'd eat for like three hours. Nothing else would be in the plot (laughs) with him, you know. Um, And he's a fighter, like he intended to push his way around, and he could, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, So anyway, uh, yeah, I got some. This deer is a little nicer racked than Fatty was last year. But gosh, they've it's got to be offspring, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know I got that in the does too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyway. it's carried there too. Oh yeah, as well. Sure. So, so anyway, um, yeah, I showed you guys the picture. Like, uh, he's already got a busted tine. You know, he's already been fighting, uh, trying to get these other bucks out of there. Apparently, uh, so I mean, it's uh, man. I feel like this is gonna write be his sp- name on your one of your tags. Yep. I feel like this is going to be a struggle. Stamp that. Yeah. Um, don't have any daytime pictures of him right now, which is not good, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, Hard I, to get rid of him if he's not around on you on the day, in the daylight. Correct. Um, so anyway, uh, I would love to get rid of him. Right now, he is my number one. Um, I do not think he'd make 130 inches as an eight-pointer. Um, but, uh, as far as what I'd like to shoot right now, it is him, mm-hmm. just based off what I've seen so far. Yeah. And looking at the pictures of Fatty that you sent me from last year, he's easy. I think he's easy 300. But it's interesting because the first picture you sent me of him was on the 6th mm-hmm. of October. And mm-hmm. then the next one would have been the 16th, which is pretty close to where you picked this one up. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah. Um, October 26th. Uh, we were talking about October 26th last year. That is the last picture right there that I have of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just... Uh, He's huge. I mean, his front end just doesn't stop until it gets to his ears. No, no, it doesn't. You know? It doesn't. He but, just... yep, that was the last picture of him. I think somewhere November 4, November 6. He's somewhere, sick. Yeah. Somewhere in there is where the neighbors found him in the creek, and he'd been dead for a few days. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. don't know if somebody finally got the best of him. Um, I mean, it'd be, it'd be odd. It, way back in there, he did not get hit by a vehicle. You right. Know, way back in there where they're, where they're at. He did not get hit by a vehicle. Uh, Maybe he had a heart attack. I mean, he could have. <laughs> like, his cholesterol should have been out of this world, you know. Like, well, you feed him high cholesterol, clover or something? Yes. Like, <laughs> he had to be diabetic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, a non-compliant diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he, uh, I mean, I, I, I know that uh, illness has to run in deer as well, but, like, mm-hmm. He did not look like he was anything but healthy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, right. He, uh, and I talked about it, and we talked about it before on the episode where we talked about the buck that you killed last year. Mm-hmm. Potentially him dying had a lot to do with yours sticking around. Correct. Finally. Correct. Um, uh, we've talked before, last year I had, uh, uh, that would have been four mature bucks, uh, four bucks, four and a half years older, older, uh, right there what I'm going to call on the farm. I mean, I was getting their picture at least every couple of days. You know, each one, I was getting their picture at least every couple of days. Never had anything like that before. Um, but Fatty had a bigger body than all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to get to do wh- wherever he was at, he was going to be the boss at the and time. And he had the attitude to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, the buck I killed last year, the year before, he disappeared from, I think it was November 5th, 
until the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. He's just gone. I think Fatty had a lot to do with that. Yep. You know, because um, they should have been the same age. Uh, f- from what I think, yeah, they should have been the same age. Um, but Fatty had, I don't know, 60 or 80 pounds on him. Yeah, you know? I'd say at least. So anyway, um, I think that's, I think my dear, you know, two years ago now, I think he just probably left uh, because of the pressure, you yeah. know. We didn't a, want to deal with it. Yeah, from a more mature buck in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then last year there was there was several you know uh, older bucks in the area, but until Fatty was gone, I wasn't seeing any of mine. I, I never saw mine in the daylight until uh, Fatty was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that did open the door for him. If Fatty would have still been around, there's no telling what it might have been like. Yep. Which brings us into this year, and I guess you'll know more. Like you said, a lot of up and comers you don't necessarily have anything like the deer you shot last year yet, but. No. We'll see. That is why you're concerned about the deer you got this year, because he looks he's yeah. just a carbon copy of that deer, like you said. Pretty much. Bigger rack. He, yeah. Maybe a little bit smaller bodied, but real similar deer. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he's surely not as old as Fatty was. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's at least four. Maybe four and a half instead of five and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he's long and heavy, <laughs> and yeah, and ain't got much on his head. Yep. And I already busted up, so he's all, gosh. <laughs> yep, he's already running deer off. Yes. <laughs> He'll run off your three-year-olds, and you won't see them next year. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you have to put his name on a tag this year. Correct. Take care of him, unless you get lucky like last year. Yep. Could happen. Something takes care of it for me. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Yep. Well, no, uh, anything, I mean, as far as the up-and-comers, anything you think might turn into something pretty good? I don't know. Um, I, uh... I think they're three and four year olds. I think I've got a really nice, uh, a really nice two and a half year old ten point. Just, uh, I mean, really thin neck, mm-hmm. uh, pretty shaped rack, little rack. He's already got ten tines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's a good looking little buck. I sure want him to make it. Um, and he's around a bunch, you know, as you'd expect a two and a half year old to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the other guys. I think a lot of them are three. A couple of them might be four. Um, they could sure use another year. Uh, but th- I mean, they're not bad. I think three of them are in the one forties. Um, but, uh, uh, I might be setting my size too high here compared to <laughs> normal just because of what I had last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. three, three bucks, uh, over one sixty around. I don't ever really, really remember, remember, uh, legitimate one sixty staying around Let you alone. Know, in years before that I was aware of, Yeah, you know? alone three of them correct yeah um and now i think uh well the one i killed i know that he stayed there close the other two that were around i think their uh their range just barely brought them onto my place right at at a regular interval yep you know they're on the edge of their home range correct and the one buck we talked about him traveling he he would travel four miles Mm -hmm. you know um up to four miles uh two and a half miles regularly yeah because me and the neighbor i mean 22 inch wide 10 pointer with uh with like a four inch you know sticker point sticking out at a 45 degree angle on his base Mm -hmm. that's a very identifiable identifiable buck you know and he's got his pictures and then eight hours later you know the next morning i have his picture Mm -hmm. and then vice versa you know the next two days um but that thing just ran all the time so you think he might have been four and a half I think you was at least. A lot of times when you get up to five and a half and six and a half, 
and they hit a certain spot where they'll be more day you might see them more in the daylight mm -hmm. but their home range generally shrinks the older they get yeah, correct you'll, you'll find that happen yeah as well yeah. <laughs> just like us yeah yeah you'll yeah. shrink a little yeah <laughs> your home range mm -hmm. um i can stand it <laughs> but yeah i uh i cannot cannot think that a dominant buck um w uh, a mature dominant buck would want to run like that you right know? yeah um, that, that he wouldn't have to no he wouldn't think no unless that yeah. unless he was one of those deer that just absolutely wanted nothing to do with another buck yeah. so he was moving to one spot and then one of the other mature bucks showed up so he was going back and then yeah. kind of getting ping-ponged around but yeah and some of them just move more than others yeah um i uh i think i think he had to be somewhat of an exception in how much he did move um because there's there's not even anything to really connect him and i'm talking drawing the line from the closest corner of my property to the neighbors to his closest corner you know like i'm and that was uh that was 1.8 miles mm -hmm. um straight across you know nothing just wide open and crossing fence rows you know he didn't get there like that right you know, middle of the night maybe but i find it hard to believe he crossed two different creek systems you know um mm -hmm. to get there i have no idea how he might have used that you know mm -hmm. but he had to cross two different creek systems uh to get there even you know um i just i can't figure that one out completely you right. know what i mean but anyway it's hard uh, to it's hard to imagine that he would be the dominant buck in that whole entire area no nah. and, and he wasn't too big a bodied he really wasn't um my deer had a bigger body and then fatty absolutely did mm -hmm. um but yeah he very identifiable and he just ran all the time and was it msu that had to study where they were that one deer had it was like it was either between his summer range and his fall range or his fall range spanned like 18 miles he would make that trip across the mississippi do you remember that one seeing that one I don't think so. I, I see a lot of their stuff. I, I like think their I've seen stuff. it to you. They well, it's been last stuff. year. Yeah, they, they really do. Yeah. It's been last year, I think. Yeah. But anyway, it's one of their more popular bucks that people follow because he crosses the Mississippi or whatever. But like I said, I think his farthest distant travel is like 18 miles. That's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Within, crazy. There was a buck. I videoed him on October 4th, and I I don't know if I've ever showed you the video. I'd have to f go back and find it again. But just a stud eight-point like 160s easy with a six inch drop tine probably mm -hmm. off his right side several years ago now but i filmed him you know just not too far north of town mm -hmm. and he ended up getting shot in gun season like you said with that 10 point easily identifiable deer yeah chances of there being two deer like that in the same county yeah that exact same is pretty slim yeah he ended up getting killed what we can figure, best we can figure by the guy who killed it, where we thought he hunted at the time, just right south of Johnsonville. Wow. So, you know, that's 10 miles. Yeah. At least. Man. So, maybe more than that, depending yep. on where exactly he was at. But that was on October 4th when I saw him mm -hmm. and never saw him again. Yeah. So, and it could have been one of those deals where that was his, his summer range was there around where I was hunting. Yeah. And then his fall range ended up being farther north. Yeah. Wherever he ended up. Or he could have just been one of those roman bucks that travels all the time and yeah. it just goes to show how far they can move yeah um and you had a chance at that almost had a chance at that 10 you're talking about yeah. last year before you shot your buck right yeah. during bow season yeah i had him at 60 and then i had him at like 110 uh two different 
two different times, 60 and then 110, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the first time he was just slipping. Um, I mean, he was he was coming up out of a creek system there on me, um, uh, got out of the main creek channel uh, or draw, and he was coming up uh, just a finger, you know, a low spot, a draw up toward me. Um, and I saw him coming into the woods, and he was messing around, picking around, and I just I grunted at him soft twice, but I, I won't call at him any more than that. Um, there was, He could see too good, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that he ain't going to, uh, if he can see good enough, there was just a slight hill. I thought he might not be able to see over the hill good enough, you know, up there to where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grunted twice, and he looked both times. But he just looked for about three seconds, and then yeah. he's, you know, he so already you know he had, heard you. He heard me. Yeah. He already had in his mind what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, but he was headed. He was headed for the neighbors. I mean, that's the direction he was headed. You know, he picked his way through the woods, and then I lost him. I couldn't see him any further. You know, but he was headed for the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that other time at 110, super windy. Um, I had to have got pretty close to him going into the stand that day. Because uh, I take a draw slipping in around the woods and I come up into that stand. I hadn't been in, because I was when I was walking, I saw a spike um, in the weeds, uh, real tall weeds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a spike like 40 yards away. I could just see his head. And he's looking away from me, super windy that day. I froze. I looked around. I finally decided that's all it was. And I got real low and I just took off walking again. Popped up and looked. The spike never knew I was there. I mean, super windy. Um, but I got around him, got crawled up in the tree. 20 minutes later or so, I look out there, and here he is, stand, the, the big buck, mm-hmm. uh, the big 10. He's out there with a doe. And then there's that spike, you know, 40 yards away from them. I thought, ah, that's what that spike had to be looking at the whole time. Mm-hmm. He could see him from where he was, but I couldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But I had to have just slipped around him. Uh, but he had a doe out there um, that he was messing with, mm-hmm. and they just stayed out there the whole night um, in the weed bash. You know, they wouldn't, uh, wouldn't come out of there. That was... I don't know, probably about November 10. But then yeah. the neighbor ended up killing him. Right. Yeah. Um, second day, Saturday of first gun season. Uh, it's interesting what you're talking about there with him being bedded and slipping right by him. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Winky's back to putting stuff on. Is he? YouTube doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Kind of on his own. Yeah. But I always really like watching his stuff. Yeah. I think he does a pretty good job. Yep. But he was talking about a deer that he killed last year. And learning a lot of stuff about bedding and their bedding areas that, you know, you think you know, but just learning new stuff every year. And how much you can get away with, especially like you said, if you got a little bit of wind, mm-hmm. because deer hear about like we do. So as long as you're not making too much noise where we can hear it, they're mm-hmm. not going to hear you. Yeah. If you got the right wind and it's blowing a little bit, you can get away with a lot slipping in 50, mm-hmm. 75 yards of a bedding area. Yeah. And never bumping those deer. Yeah. And he said he would do that. All, he did that a lot. I think it was last year he ended up killing his buck. Um, but he was talking about doing that and how early deer actually get back to their bedding area. Most of the time it's before daylight. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times where you think about going and hunting those deer on the way back to bedding in the mornings, most of the time they're already back in their beds anyway. Yeah. But it was just I thought, interesting that you were talking about being so close to that deer mm-hmm. like that and then. I just watched him talking about that the other day where you can really get away with a lot close to their bedding as far as movement goes. Yeah. As long as you're not going in front of them, yeah. you know, where they can see you. Yeah. And your wind's not blowing to them. Yeah. So. so we used was, to hunt pretty cool uh, corn, late cornfields. 
mm-hmm. when the wind is blowing yeah. and corn rustles around. Yeah. The movement and the noise, never had any luck out of it. Had a lot of fun. It's yeah. a, just a cool way to hunt if you want to kill a couple hours in the middle of the afternoon or whatever. Yep. You kind of walk across the rows and you stop and you look and you move on and you stop and you look. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, it's a good afternoon if you're if you're on a deer camp or something and you know where there's a, a corn patch and you think, well, I ain't doing nothing anyway. We got, you know, it's, it's too late for morning, too early for afternoon. Yeah. We'll just sneak out there and. It's 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 kind of neat. Yeah, like I said, I never had any any luck at it, but what fun. would you have done if you popped your head through that row and there laid a great big one with his eyes about half shut? I'd have shot him, <laughs> ten or fifteen <laughs> yards away. <laughs> well, the we got that idea from I think it was a video, might have been Dan Fitzgerald back. Yep. Before you guys were born. Yep. Uh, he he done that a time or two I think on some of his videos. Yeah. It's like I said, it's just a good way to kill an afternoon if you're on a deer camp or something. Yeah. You don't you're not taking a nap and the wind's blowing and you know there's some corn out rustling around. It's it's neat. Yeah, I saw uh, read an article one time uh, in a very old book um, about doing that and they gave a very specific drawing. You know uh, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you'd want to do it. Yep. Um, whether you got wind blowing down the rows or wind blowing across the rows, you know, and uh, the best way to try to, to work at it, you know. Yeah. And it made a lot of sense. Um, Did you uh, ever try it? No. I was like, man, what would I do? You know, I pop my head through a row and there he lays looking at me, you know, five yards away all of a sudden. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, you, that could happen. Do you grab him? What do you do? <laughs> hey, ride him. <laughs> yeah. If you stand uh, on a full eight seconds, you know. Yeah. Uh, I belt would, buckle or something. I would think, uh, for me, thinking about it, if I was doing it, if I did that for about 20 minutes, I'd think, well, this is crazy, you know. And then all of a sudden you pop your head through a row, and there one is, you know. Mm-hmm. You would have to really stay focused the whole time. I think you just go with the idea that, hey, let's just kill some time, have some fun. Yeah. You know, if we end up at the end of the cornfield, we end up at the end of the corn. It doesn't, yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If you're into hunting and you're you're you got buddies and you're at a camp or in a cabin or something and you ain't got nothing else to do. Yep. And you're not into watching TV soap operas at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Or one. Yeah. You know, let's get out and move around a little bit. And it's a different kind of hunting. Oh, yeah. You just go with it with that mindset that, yeah. hey, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Um, real windy days. I do like trying to get down with them, you know. Um, and mess around. They're going to be low, mm-hmm. you know, wherever they, they're going to be low and thick stuff on real windy days. Um, at least is my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd get in there and I'd play with them. I had a awesome hunt one time, uh, years ago. Uh, but there was a grown up weed patch with a wooded draw that ran kind of, uh, worked its way through the bottom of that weed patch, you know? Um, so I got in there, just started at the downwind side, eased my way in there, uh, stayed in the creek most of the time. Um, I would pop up and I'd get next to a tree, I'd look and listen, I'd grunt. Every now and then I'd have something respond, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have little bucks. I forget how many. I saw like 30 deer that day. Now that was over a half a mile, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where they wanted to be, uh, but they were all down in that low spot. And surprisingly, they never even picked me out, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because they were out in the weeds, in the draw, out in the weeds. And I just stayed in the creek most of the time. Yep. Uh, but it worked very good. Um, I saw two different shooters, just couldn't make it happen, you know. Right. I mean, it, uh, man, it'd be tough to do, you know, when you're when you're down in the thicket, you know, and you never know when it might happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I was. Man, that was a lot of fun. That there, was, were, there were several studies done, and I can't tell you what the what the mile per hour is. Is like the deer will move up to a certain point, and then they won't, mm-hmm. and then they will again. Yep. And I don't know what that is, but yeah. there's a lot of studies done out there. If yeah. you're interested in doing that kind of hunting, you can look that up and see based on what you know conditions you're in, whether yeah. they should be sitting still or should yeah. be laid up, I mean, or, or yeah. moving. Mm-hmm. Uh you talk about walking through the creek like creek like that. Buddy of mine does a lot of rock hunting, and he does it in the bottom of creeks. Mm-hmm. So he he's all the time telling me, and you know sometimes it's out of season or October, but he's out there in the middle of the day, so these deer are bedded up. A lot of times, if you get into a thick creek bottom, the deer are going to be bedded close to the creek. He's telling me all the time he's walking through the creek and either hear something, pop his head up, and there's a decent buck laying there, you know, twenty thirty yards away, he just mm-hmm. has no idea he's down there. Yep. Take a picture and back down the creek, and away he goes. Yep. You know, he said a few times he'll sit there and kind of mess with him a little bit just to see how much he can get away with. Yeah. But rarely, if, if he doesn't want him to, well, they even know he's there. Yeah. Because it's like you said, as long as you got the wind, and even being down in that creek, if your wind's blowing at him, it's probably going to come down and swirl in that creek, and who knows where it's going after that. Oh, yeah. So if you've got your sound covered and they aren't seeing you pop your head up, and most of the time they're not watching the creek. Mm-hmm. That's why they're bedding where they are. Yep. They're watching the other way. Yep. So, yeah, it's definitely a different way to do it where I could see you having some success at it. Yep. I think in the creek, most of your sound has to go up to get out of the creek. Mm-hmm. You know, the creek bank should keep it. If they're on the bank not too far away, I don't think they hear very much. Right. You know, they uh, your sound's pretty much going up, in my opinion. Um, and then the wind, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably going to follow the channel. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, it depends on the draws and everything around. Uh, but it's just pretty much as good as being underground, in my opinion, yep. slipping in, you yep. know. Uh, me and Blake had this one stand uh, that we would go to. Uh, we had to get in the creek in a canoe on the big creek. Yeah, We'd paddle up the creek, you know, to get up to that stand and then go down another ditch coming down. Fantastic entry and exit. Oh, yeah. Ton of work. It took an hour both ways, you know. Yeah. Uh, because we had to walk a half mile to get to the canoe, you know, I mean, it took forever, but it was great. It was yeah. the only decent way to get in there, uh, you know, where they were. Um, we were just messing around in the creek one time in the summer, uh, paddling up and down, you know, there where we could be. We came around a bend. It looked like there was a fawn laying there on the ditch bank, and it just looked at us, and then it just freaked out. And took mm-hmm. off, you know, it had never, ever had that happen <laughs> to it before. You know, Probably you, not, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was not prepared for that. Yeah, really that if you're in the creek or even on a canoe or your little paddle boat, whatever it is, that's some of the best entry and exit you can get, and you're not leaving any scent either. Nope. That's a thing. And yep. really deer aren't traveling the bottom of a creek too much. No. That's why you see maybe they go from, they cross here, they go down into the creek in one spot, and they go up 20 yards, and then they come up out of it in another spot. But yep. most of the time they're not walking the bottom of the creek. They can't see anything. No. They're not going to be able to smell very good. They're not going to be able to hear very good, so doesn't make a lot of sense for them to be down there. So you don't, unless you catch them down in there crossing that creek, you're not running too much risk of actually bumping them out of there Yeah. until you come up out of it, which is where you got to be careful. But again, yeah. you can just poke your head up out of there a little bit and yeah. put up your binoculars, make sure it's clear, scurry on up, go up your tree or yep. go up to it. Yep. So. That spot worked really well for us. Um, so we never killed anything there, but we always saw a bunch of deer and, and it was perfect the way it was uh so it was a big creek 
um, I mean, small river, whatever you want to call it. You right. Know? Um, we'd paddle up in the canoe. We'd jam it up in a feeder ditch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that ditch was probably eight foot deep. But it, I think it was only about 80 yards, best I can remember. And then it would be to where you could just step across it, you know. Um, it uh, it headed out pretty quick. Um, so you had the big main creek channel, river channel. You had this thing coming off of it, uh, perpendicular, you know, running out through the big woods. Um, and then right where that thing headed out, where you could walk across it, it was about 30 yards from there to the edge of a big thicket. So um, we would get in there, and our tree was on the bank uh, of that uh, that little ditch mm-hmm. right there in the area where it headed out. Um, so we knew that they weren't going to get between us and the river 90% of the time. Um, so it was perfect. Our shot was going to be between that tree and the thicket, and everything was going to come right in front of us because they wanted to walk around and across, you know, uh, where they could step across that ditch instead of having to go down in it and back up, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect spot, perfect pinch point in a big woods, um, but it was so hard to get into. Yep. So much work to get in there. Mm-hmm. Looking at me, you can tell I don't like work that much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it was great. It really was. Yeah. Um, you haven't been on since you killed your doe. No. A few weeks ago. So no. why don't you tell us about that? I, I shot a doe. All right. <laughs> That's all that happened, huh? That's all that happened, yeah. Jeff, all right. Jeff and I are debating whether we're going to hold off for a few more weeks, and then we're going to assess whether we need to take some more does out of there or what we're going to do, but we're not going to anymore until. He might take one more based on what his available time, uh, but then we'll just do some evaluation and see based on the number of does we're seeing, the small area that it is, if we need to take some more out of there or let them go. But that was about 20 acres north of the food plot mm-hmm. that we've got. And so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and you were talking about it a little bit before. There are a few does in there right now. There's a, several does for no bigger than it is. Yeah. Because you shot that one and then... I know you saw several more that evening, and Jeff did. And then. There was five with her. Jeff went the next morning, and based on what he was telling me, there was at least three others I didn't see, and there was two more on the camera in the food plot at that same time. So there's ten. Then he was hunting with me that night, saw one across the road, and then one blue as we were walking out. So that's 12 in a really small area. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just depends on what your philosophy is on all that. But we're gonna we're gonna reevaluate in a few weeks and see what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, um, you guys pulled the card on the food plot uh, this past week. Yes, uh, pulled it. Uh, only got pictures of those does that I was telling you about that we saw that night. I've only seen a couple of scrub bucks in and around the food plot but there's does not regular but semi-regular but there's still a lot of corn out around there and there will be for a while because Mm -hmm. the farmer i talked to him last weekend he's still on beans and he's going to stay on beans until he's done with beans and then he's going to he doesn't have a dryer so he's going to let the corn dry naturally and uh, when that happens that'll that'll bring more of them into the woods Mm mm-hmm 
the people that I know that are hunting around haven't mentioned anything about big bucks, but they're, uh, there's there's does everywhere around there. So the bucks will show up. They always do. They'll run that little creek. Yeah, it seems like about once a year they'll have we'll have one in there. If you're there on that day or that couple of days, you have a chance at them. If not, then that was kind of it. But um, I think once the corn is out, they'll start hitting that food plot even more. And by scrub bucks, it's like year and a half old bucks. Yeah. So well, the old gal I shot was. I was going to give her a pass. Well, I did give them all a pass, and then she turned around and came back, and she was long-nosed, and I thought, well, old gal, here we go. Mm-hmm. And got her down, and she was dry. She hadn't had a fawn. Hmm. She was dry, dry. I mean, she hadn't. If she had a fawn, she lost it really, really early. Man. I mean, she was. She hadn't been given milk in a long time. Huh. So I don't even know if she had a fawn or not. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she may have had, I don't remember. I showed you the picture of the one that was in the clover plot back there early this year. Real small. It was probably one of the first, it was one of the first ones I'd seen mm-hmm. anywhere. Could have been yeah. potentially that one because then uh, two weeks later, Marley drug one up, the dead one up to the house. So it's potential, there's potential that she had one of those fawns or mm-hmm. that fawn and it died early. Yeah. Early on in the spring, so she hasn't been feeding anything, especially with as many does around there as there are. It's not like she's going to have to take on any orphans. Yeah. She wouldn't have to, you wouldn't no, think. No, no. So. Yeah. She was an old gal, so we got rid of her. But. Mm-hmm. The Spencer buck, mm-hmm. I sent you a picture from that I finally found from last year. And I did some looking, and some people say that they'll switch characteristics on sides sometimes. I haven't really found anything to say they absolutely won't, but I've also not found anything from like any actual deer studies or anything like that or institutions. So I don't know. He just seems awful similar. Big, long, skinny brow tines, mm-hmm. long main, skinny main beams. He's got that kicker Have you point asked Jeff? off the two. He's practically an institution. <laughs> He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I ain't asked him yet. I guess I should. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I. Maybe he should be in the institution. Maybe, Maybe that's, yeah. what I mean. <laughs> that's probably what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's what I, I, I'm thinking it's got to be that same deer. Yeah. If not, then it's just really similar genetics, and that one's got the kicker point on the other yeah. side. Yeah. But he's a really nice wide buck, not much mass, really tall, brow tines. One side is taller than the other. I don't know what he'll score, but he's mature. I'd shoot him. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one who doesn't have a ton going on, but the more I look at him, the better I think he looks rack-wise. I think he might go 40s. They were both good deer. Yeah. He's definitely a mature buck, too, so yeah. ghost, we're calling him. Neither I, one of them at the food plot? No. no. Well, I don't have a food plot there. No, I mean, you've got cameras north of the food plot. Yeah, no, I haven't had anything on you them yet. You haven't run them yet? Nope. nope. I need to... Check those, I'll probably check those next week, but just see if there's anything going on in the middle of the woods there on the field edge. Yeah, but, probably not till they get that corn out of there. Yeah. But these these bucks are another piece where I had all the young bucks last year, and I thought maybe I had some pictures of the other one too, but it's just so hard to tell. I can't find any that have the short two and the longer three like what he's got, but again, there's so many 
young bucks that are kind of similar to that eight point frame like him which i think he actually might be at least a nine it kind of looks but like i don't know for sure if he was there last year or not but i think that one is one that i talked about before when i didn't have any pictures of anything when i was hoping to come back this year and i think that may be him yeah which would be on that farm one of the first times that's actually happened yeah rarely there and i've seen some really nice two and a half year olds and really nice three and a half year olds there's another buck that was there last year, three and a half that I passed at 35 yards one time who would have went, I think he'd have went Pope and Young at three and a half last year that I would like to see back this year, mm-hmm. but I ain't seen him yet. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see on him. And then there was another, there were actually two in there. The other one I think might have been two and a half, but he was, if he was two and a half, he was a huge two and a half year old deer. So I'd like to see him again, but I haven't seen that yet either. So. But this one I think might have been one from last year, which, again, would be one of the first times I've seen that on that farm, which is, you know, that's a good thing, I think. I don't know exactly who all is hunting on the neighbors or anything or if it's all the same people that it was before. So either way, it seems like he might have made it. And I got a couple shooters now. You got a target doe, right? Yeah, and we do have a (laughs) doe on another place that has apparently some Facebook fame, but (laughs) from somebody else. That's weird, man. But, huh. yeah, she's got some kind of flans around her neck, uh, <laughs> some sort of necklace she's wearing, where it looks like she stuck her head into something to either eat out of it. I don't know, because, honestly, I don't know what it could have come out of. And it's got <laughs> stuck around her neck. So yeah, she's it, walking around it, with this plastic piece. Yeah, it almost looks like the top of a five-gallon bucket, like the first four inches Yeah, mm-hmm. is around her neck. <laughs> yeah, I don't... And she doesn't seem to be... Uh, she seems to be thriving with. Oh, it she's there. healthy. It she's doesn't bother pretty her. fat old doe, but yeah, it's just kind of odd. The first picture I got of her, she was out in the field a little ways, and it didn't look as thick as it is, and it kind of looked like a radio collar. Of course, there, <laughs> you couldn't see no antenna, but the picture was too far away to tell anyway. But then I've got several pictures of her since then, and then Jeff's buddy, who hunts around that place, has got pictures of her too. <laughs> and sure enough, she's got something plastic something. on her neck. Yep. We don't uh, know what. I yeah, I'd, I'd shoot her just because. I'd probably. Absolutely. Yeah. And mount that plastic piece. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. That's kind of what's on, so far, what's on the hit list. Got a couple of pictures of a nice young deer. Yeah. Did I show you the eight point there where that young tin was at Mm-mm. that I showed you just before the podcast today? Uh, maybe so. I might have. Maybe so. Two and a half year old, probably. I think. Eight point on that mock scrape. Yeah. So I there's think a so. there's a couple good young bucks there. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a place where you can go and it's got the potential of seeing I've seen some of the biggest deer I've seen from a tree in that on that property. They come up out of the river bottoms, you know, yeah. come through there, check the does when it gets closer to rut and work some scrapes through there. Yeah. And run those fence rows. But at the same time, it doesn't seem to be real consistent. It always dies off hard after gun season because it gets a lot of pressure around there. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm still running that camera out there just to see the closer we get. Maybe if I get something regular, I'll go out and hunt at, go out there and after him and hunt. But mm-hmm. my focus for the first few times is probably going to be on those two bucks that I know I've got. Yeah. And how do I sent you the forecast for next week? The 27th? Uh, 26th, 27th? Ooh, I thought I was seeing it. Uh, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Next Tuesday and next Wednesday, it'd be 
What is that? This coming. So, yeah, be the day after this comes out. Yeah, it's supposed to get down to twenty eight and twenty five. Yeah, are the lows yeah. so in the mornings, but then the following week. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, the following week, 26th and 27th, we're supposed to get yep. some more rain come in, yeah. blowing another cold front and get down to those same, like, 30s, I think, yeah. and highs in the 50s. Yeah. And I think that's probably going to be the first times I really start hunting mornings. Yeah. Because I haven't hunted any mornings yet, and I don't plan to until then. Yeah. That's that's going to hit just perfect yeah. cold front for the end of October to be really mm-hmm. good that Halloween, yeah. around and around Halloween. Yeah. We talked about last year. Uh, the 26th, that was the last time I got Fatty's picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my buck that I shot last year, I had him on two different cameras on the 26th in daylight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a, because of cold snap. Yep. Um, and he was up uh, well before dark running around. And then Fatty, it was that morning, he was out running late. Yep. I had a f- few pictures of does there at the cabin tonight but, and some turkeys. Still haven't seen any bucks, mature bucks there. I've seen some year-and-a-half, two-and-a-half-year-olds. But... I need to go back and look at last year's and the year before yeah. and see when they generally start showing up. Yeah. Uh, one of them last year showed up on the 4th, and if memory serves, generally it's around that first week of November Yeah. where there'll be some bucks come in there and stay for a little bit and then move out. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll go in there unless the camera's showing me something for yeah. those first few, that end of October, but yeah. probably definitely where I got those two shooters at. And then we might try the other place where those young bucks were at. We'll have to see. Hmm. Play by ear. Maybe Jeff's. Try Jeff's woods of a morning. Depends on <clears throat> what those cameras are showing. But that's kind of a, my plan anyway based on the forecast. And, of course, that could change. Yeah. So I got some rain on the food plot that I put out there, finally. Yeah. Of course, it's only about a half inch. But it's better than nothing. You didn't Correct. make mud. No. Yeah. But I think it was gonna. it's enough to maybe get those brassicas started. And if the turkeys haven't picked all the wheat and rye out of there, which I had more pictures of them, then maybe I'll get some of that stuff growing. That is going to be the key for the cabin, because if I don't have food there, there's not a lot of reason for them to come in consistently. They're just going to be moving through it. So we'll have to wait and see that out. And i got some more wheat coming, so I can always bail it out if I have to, if we can get another rain coming in, maybe before that cold front. But you got anything else for this week? Not that I know of. I uh, hope hope something shows up, something exciting shows up for me. Yep. Uh, having a kid really uh, slows things down. You know? Yep. You got plans to get those cell cameras out soon? Yes, yeah. I, I have to. I yep. want to. Yep. That'll help you out, too. Yep. Man, those things are, like, I've never ran them before. They're, yeah. It's pretty nice to not be able to have to go out there and check it and know if there's anything there or not. Yeah. Which may be it probably keeps me from hunting as much as I would have without them. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Because every time you go in there, your chances of killing that buck go down, in my opinion. Yeah, you're still scouting, but you're doing it even lower impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, and it is exciting. Yeah. Every, every time my phone goes off, it's like, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's going to be a big buck. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a button buck, like, <laughs> licking the lens. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But, but it still, it gets you excited. Yeah, I like that doe I got on mine where she's mm-hmm. literally fogging the lens up with her nose, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's one thing I was going to mention. I'm running the Tacticam and the two spy points. And so far, I can't say that I like one more than the other. Okay. Uh, picture quality that I'm getting 
pretty much the same nighttime and daytime. The only complaint I'd have about the spy point right now, and it's only one of them, the other one's not doing it, is it for whatever reason it's getting real fogged up. Really? They're getting some blurry pictures on there. Hmm. Now that's happened there with cameras before too, so it could just be the location. Yeah. Because the other one's not doing it. Yeah. But like I said, so far, as far as like uh, ease of setup, because mine the firmware was all updated on the spy points, mm-hmm. so setup time was relatively similar. Yeah. Getting them put out there, they both seem to get signal. The spy points take a little bit longer to get signal. Mm-hmm. It seems like like when you turn them on, that light flashes. It takes a little bit longer to get solid than the Tacticam. Yeah. Again, could be in the antenna, could be the spot that they were in. Yeah. But two of them were pretty close together, so they should have similar. Other than that, the app, like ease of use within the app, mm-hmm. pretty similar. The cell plans are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think the spy point's like 8 bucks for 500 pictures maybe, and the spy point's 5 for 250 yeah. and then goes up from there. Yeah. But I can't say I like one more than the other yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see, I guess, as the year goes on, but yeah, batteries seem to be about the same. So, yep. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. But right now, they, they seem pretty similar. Yep. And they're Good both, deal. I guess, close to price point. Yeah. If you can find the Reveal Xs, because I don't think there's a lot of them out there right now. They're it, moving on to their newer model. It's a little more expensive. Is it? Okay. But they were super popular last year, so I think they probably, a lot of people were buying them up. Yeah. So, I probably had some issues with it, but... Anyway, that'll do it for this week, other than our sponsors. Uh, what else coming in the shop? Oh, yeah, we can get a shop up. Oh, a shop up. Yeah, it's that time of year, it right? It is. Well, the season come in on a weekend, and it was cooler. And so the guys, good weekend, uh, almost all skinheads, nothing fancy. And then the second weekend is youth gun season here mm-hmm. in Candid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was cooler again. And so I seen a couple nice bucks, uh, uh, shooters, uh, yeah. legitimate shooters. Yeah. And I mean, swelled up, swelled up guys. And so, and other than that, it's been skinheads mm-hmm. and not even too many scrub bucks. Yeah. Uh, guys are just seeing does and whacking them. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're. The numbers are good. Yeah. Doe numbers are good. Yeah. So. Seems to be. And I'm getting several pictures of does on cameras, too. So, I think. But big does. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing big does. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good that they're healthy. Yep. That's good to see some fat on them. So, that'll do it. Like I said, aside from our sponsors for this week, as you guys know, Rack's Big Game Supplements, they're a veteran-owned company out of northeast Nebraska. Deer hunters just like us who, through years of research, developed their products for to become one of the best mixes available to help improve your herd's overall health while not feeding non-target species like raccoons. They've got minerals, protein, protein blocks, pelletized feed, and meal feed, all specifically designed for whitetails. You can use discount code RHO22 at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order at racksmineral.com. Or stop by the shop and see what we've got in stock. Rodney's been running some of that stuff over in Missouri. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've showed you any of his more recent pictures. Uh Uh-uh. I'll have to show you those before you get out of here. Yeah. Uh, On his mineral site and his protein box, he's been getting some good pictures. So Mm -hmm. good to see that stuff working for him. Um, Our other sponsor, as you guys know, Grapple Ray Outdoors. If you go and look at our YouTube channel, the videos that we did at Nate's, all the videos that we did from Jeff's, 
All of that, aside from the clover and chicory, that's our own blend, is Grandpa Ray Outdoor Seed. The, these guys specialize in the best nutrition for white-tailed deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods. They were started in 2015, but John, friend of the show, has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991. Uh, they've got over 14 different uh, food plot blends to choose from, so no matter what you're looking for, you're not going to have any trouble finding it. Fall, spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it, they've pretty much got it. And they're there for any of your questions that you might have too. So if, you got, if you're wondering what you should plant based on your soil type and location, he'll give you a pretty good idea of what's going to work best for you. They don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach, uh, much like us, when it comes to our consulting. So they're going to treat you and your situation individually. They're not about a fancy label or package either. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. Like I said, we use their seed on a lot of our stuff, a lot of client properties. And so far, everything that I've planted into good soil has come up just as good as it's advertised. So if you want to support us on their website, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com and use discount code RHOPODCAST, all lowercase, no spaces, and get 5% off your order. And I do have some of their stuff in stock. And I'll get more for this spring, too, when food plot season rolls back around. So that's going to do it for episode 50. Two more, and we'll be at a year's worth if you listen to one a week. Mm -hmm. So I can't believe we've made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll catch you guys again next Monday. Thanks for checking it out.